Enjoy singing. Enjoy singing up all those claps. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's the Welcome to the Show podcast. We're back. I'm CT. Manny, say what's up. What's up? Ha ha! We're back. better than ever. So, we're going to just let you guys know right away. This is the end of season two, guys. This is the last episode we'll be dropping for season two. I know a lot of you probably don't even realize that this was a season two. You probably thought this is just an ongoing podcast because we don't really follow a set schedule. But yeah, we're ending season two. It's been a great second year. Um, made a lot of strides mm. in this in this uh, production here, mm. you know. And big things are coming for season three. They sure are. Yeah, uh, man. Any any reflection? Anything you want to say about the last year or so? Uh, so yeah, we, we a lot of cha- we underwent a lot of changes, a lot of growth. CT. Um, and we decided we're going to take this thing to the next level and add a video component to this motherfucker. And, Word. and, uh, yeah. So get ready for that shit. Cause you're not, not only are you going to listen to us speak, you're going to get to see our beautiful faces on the screen every, every week too. Yeah. You'll be able to catch us on our YouTube channel. We'll be live streaming on all platforms. You won't be able to escape these faces. Whether you like it or not, I mean, you could yeah, you could minimize your screen or something. But yeah, so uh, you got any favorite sports moments of the of the year? Favorite sports moment of the year? That's a hard one, man. Because my favorite sports moment of the year was quickly thwarted. Um, the following inning, if you know what I mean. So what you're saying is that DJ LeMahieu home run was the was the best moment. I'm talking, I thought that I was going to remember that, which I I will remember that home run for a very long time, but for the wrong reasons. It's like the two, all right, so I'm going to bring it back, CT. I'm going to bring it back to 2001, game four, game five at Yankee Stadium, Arizona Diamondbacks. You got the Derek Jeter midnight home run, all-time great game, but the Yankees lost the World Series. But still, they won the game, so it's a good memory. With the DJ LeMahieu home run, I felt like we were dead. That 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 that, that was it. The series was over. LeMahieu hits that homer, and I'm like, "Oh shit, we're gonna beat the Houston Astros." And then the next inning, Jose Altuve here's the trash can, <laughs> hits a home run. So you know what's funny? Um, wait, do they actually have footage of a trash can? No, no, no I made that. Up. W- I'm just making. Oh excuses. yeah, okay. <laughs> the t- typical. T- Typical Yankee fan. Um, ah, it's wow. funny because that Jeter home run in in the you know 2001 World Series. I don't. I feel like I might see that come up in a Jeter moment, but I never see it come up in Yankees history moments. So to, for right? me, those two games were the greatest games I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, aside from Game Seven of the 2003 ALCS, that was amazing. That was an amazing game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. But, I get it. Yeah. Anything else? I guess you? my favorite sports, I guess my favorite sports moment, um, you know, besides the emergence of of the Buffalo Bills this season, mm. which will carry into next season, maybe maybe the Raptors winning the NBA Finals. I don't know. That was pretty good. You know what? That that Kawhi Leonard, it wasn't in the finals, but that Kawhi Leonard, I guess it was it against the Sixers that 
that buzzer yeah. beater that bounced around. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. And then it went in. That was one of the fucking most epic shots I think I've seen in NBA history. That was amazing. Yeah. So I'm about to take this really off topic real quick. This has nothing to do with the last year or anything. It's actually how I wanted to start the show. Okay. But it's slipped my mind. Um, so we're recording a little a little later today. Usually we record when I get home from work. But because we're recording a little a little later today, I had an opportunity to watch a movie with my parents. Ooh. And they like to watch like 90s shoot 'em up type of films like uh Steven Seagal, Arnold Schwarzenegger and mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. those guys from like the 90s that thrived in, in in that genre. But today they decided to watch a movie called and I know I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's called From Paris with Love. From Paris with Love sounds familiar, but I don't think I've seen it. It's a ridiculous ass movie. It's like <laughs> it's 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 John John Travolta. Okay. Bald. Mm. With a with a soul patch and an earring, and he, of course he's like this top secret government agent, uh, out to kill terrorists in Paris. Wow. But it's like it's like a mixture of Training Day with Rambo with like some other crazy shit going on. Like the movie was just insane. Like five minutes into the movie, he's packing a gun. He's shooting up like a Chinese restaurant in Paris. They're snorting coke. Um. They're just beating up like gang members. He like he does like a Batman sequence where he takes out like six gangsters in like the span of ten seconds. Just some crazy shit. Wow. And I don't know how I don't know how movies like this keep getting made, is what I'm wondering. So I, I was kinda hoping you watch the movie so we can, you know, shit on it together. But since you didn't watch the movie, this is kind of the end of the conversation for me. <laughs> I think that these kinds of movies get made because of our parents, because this is the kind of movie my dad would absolutely watch. And oh en- yeah, my dad loved it. And enjoy, by the way. But you you understand, like at one point, John Travolta shoots the s- shoots the roof or the ceiling in this Chinese restaurant, and it's like raining cocaine. There's cocaine everywhere. Wow. And they're just standing there and everything. And I'm like, wouldn't you guys be extremely high off this shit right now? Because <laughs> you're breathing air and it's everywhere. <laughs> well, the poster itself is uh, John Travolta hanging off the passenger seat with a bazooka. And uh, Jonathan Reese Myers shooting a gun, and it looks like they're driving at the scene while this is all happening. So you actually knew who Jonathan Reese Myers was? Jonathan Reese Myers is from. I think it's called. His what? name is. His name is actually Reese in the movie, so that's actually pretty interesting. Ooh, interesting. Um, he's in some like. I know who he is not because I like him or anything. He he sucks as an actor, in my opinion. No offense, Jonathan Reese Myers. I respect you. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, he's not listening to this. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, but he he played like I think he played Elvis in something or something like that. He plays like a like a king, like in one of those king shows, like back in the day. That's it. That's yeah, all this I, movie. That's all I know. I'm telling you, this movie would have been good if Denzel Washington was John Travolta's character. Mm. And if Reese was like, I don't know, some somebody else, he played. So I was not, I was not convinced. He played King Henry the Eighth in the Tudors, and he played Elvis Presley in, you guessed it, Elvis. Cool. And actually, now why now I actually wanted to bring this up to you in the first place. Can you believe that at one at one point in the scene after they killed off like sixty terrorists and shit, yes. John Travolta, John Travolta, I'm just gonna call him John. Go for it, John leaves reese behind and he's like wait here while i go talk to these guys in the suit so he goes he 
they exchange packages. He comes back and he's like, Reese, every man in this world has a vice. And mine, and he reaches into the bag and he goes, mine is this thing they call a Royale with cheese. No. Yeah. Can you believe that? Wow. And when I saw, when I saw, I'm like, wow, I gotta, I gotta bring this up to Manny. Wow. You know, if I was Quentin Tarantino, so, yeah. I'd be very upset. Really? Mm-hmm. But Quentin, Quentin Tarantino takes from a lot of movies. Yeah, but this movie sucks. I've never you watched, never watched it, it. I'm guessing it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, man, sorry to take you off the path there. It's okay. Um, yeah. Um. So. So, here's here's an here's another thing that I wanted to get off my chest too. Let's go. Um, when when you used to when you were when you're at work, yeah. right? When anyone's at work, this question goes out to anybody, and it's the holidays. How do you usually handle the gift situation for your coworkers? Um, I'm pretty bad at this, man. I'm I'm the guy. Me too. Me too but I'm just listen to this story, CT. Are you ready for this? And anybody here, because there might be people from my previous job listening. It's but that's highly possible. Um, so if you guys are listening, get your good laugh out of the way here. But when I worked in New York City as a public as a teacher, we did a Secret Santa type thing, and I I got my Secret Santa person, and I forgot about the secret santa thing and then we had it was like i went to school one day and they were like oh today's the christmas party and i was like i was like oh shit i forgot about the, the secret santa thing and i just i i i hadn't i had no like what, what was i gonna give this person i didn't have any cash i couldn't give them my fucking credit card you know there was no stores around where i could go and buy them something wow and, and so when it was my turn to to give that person their secret Santa gift, I had to stand up and say, "I forgot. I forgot. I'll get your. Um, you'll get your present tomorrow." And everybody, how long did you? <laughs> how long did you? How long did you have to? Uh, so the Christmas party. So this was at a school. Yeah, man. And the Christmas party was what like, and and later and later in that evening. Yes. I mean, you couldn't ask somebody to deliver like a bottle of wine or something like. <laughs> Um, I don't know, man. man. (laughs) I know, I know. I felt so fucking bad, man. I felt so bad. So, so today I'm at work, right? Mm. And I, and I, it's Christmas Eve's Eve. So I got my boss like a gift card of Dunkin' Donuts, twenty bucks. No big deal. I'm not a big spender. Well done. I don't even know. I don't even know if he likes Dunkin' Donuts and stuff. But I was like, fuck it. You can't go wrong with a Dunkin' Donuts gift card. But the next thing I know, all my coworkers are handing me shit. Like one coworker handed me like a bunch of snacks. What the fuck? Some another another coworker handed me like a bottle of wine, and I'm like, is there like did I fuck this up? Did I fuck up the holidays? Like, am I was I supposed to get them something? And I felt like shit about it. But can I just say something about that real just, quick? That's bullshit, man. They, the people right. should not do shit like that. Like I, I know, like isn't isn't the best gift that you don't have to spend money on me? Like isn't that like like did you have to like? I don't know, man. One guy that's at my job, and I, hopefully they never hear this because nobody knows that I do this podcast at work. But he's only been with the company for like four or five months. I've been there longer than he has, and he got me a bottle of wine. It's like, what the fuck? Oh man. Well, yeah, I think I think it's weird. I think it's bullshit because why? Like, what are your what's your motivation for for getting people at work presents? Unless it's something that's organized, previously organized or understood. Like, oh, 
you know, this is usually this is what we do every year. We try to give each other a little something, something. But and I'm the kind of person that hates hates the whole idea of of exchanging gifts. Like, oh, this person gave me something that's probably worth somewhere around fifty dollars, so I have to give them something back that's worth. I I want the gift to be a genuine more, gift, yeah. Something yeah. like that. You know what I'm saying? Make it a genuine. You want to give too. somebody something, that's fine. But in a work environment, for me, it feels like there's something else to it. Like, oh, look, I gave this person a gift. Look, I went above and beyond, boss. Look at me. That's kind of what it feels like to me. You think? Or am I just an asshole? Am I a dick? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I what just, you did. What you did was, I, I think that was kind. You you wanted to give your boss something. You gave him something. But you didn't go around giving everybody in the office like, uh, hey, look at me, guys. Look look what I'm doing right now. I'm giving gifts away. All right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, are you an asshole for not liking that? Or am I an asshole for not even thinking of it? Like, it never crossed my mind. <laughs> it never even crossed my mind to even go up to them and say, Merry Christmas. Like, you know, like I say that at the end of the day when I'm leaving. Yeah. And look at this. Another coworker didn't give me any sort of gift. Just a card that said Merry Christmas. Like, what was the, what was the point of this? Like, you couldn't have just told me. <laughs> All right. Now I'm being a dick. You know what? I appreciate the card. <laughs> I know. I felt what well, as I said, what I was saying, I was like, God damn, I probably shouldn't have said that because now I'm, now I'm an asshole. Fuck it, man. No, I, honestly, I like I, put me in an awkward spot and make me feel like a dick for not getting you a gift. Like it wasn't even crossing my mind. So I think, I, so think anyways, yeah, that, I, I, I would say, ladies and gentlemen, if, 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 just don't do that. There is no if. Just yeah. don't. Please don't do that. Yeah, don't give me a gift. Because, you, you know, know it, it may make you feel. You know what it is? I'm not going to give somebody that I don't have a relationship with or I don't really ha- share anything with or a conversation. We're just work people. Like, we just say hi and bye. I respect you. You respect me. I may have talked to you while I'm getting coffee about something. But I'm not expecting a gift from you. You know what I'm saying? So don't expect yeah. one from me. Does that make sense? Are the people that gave you gifts people that you interact with on a daily basis and you have a relationship with and maybe you share text messages with, you're in a fantasy football team with, something like uh, that? Okay, yeah, we don't – no, we don't – like I said, there's one guy that gave me the bottle of wine. He's been with the company for four or five months. I I guess in a way you you do interact. You're forced to interact with your coworkers every day, five days out of the week. That's a lot of – that's a lot of FaceTime with with people, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, in a way, we are all friends. Like I do consider them friends, not just coworkers, but also, like, what I'm supposed to get a gift for every coworker that I have? That's like 11 people. Like <laughs> I, I got. That's like even if I wanted to do the cheap route and get 15 bottle wines, you know, 15 dollar bottles of wines, I'm looking at 130 something dollars of of wine. Yeah, you know, right. if I wanted to go a cheaper route and get you know, an assortment of, of chocolates for $5 each, I'm looking at $50 or like $55. $55 is still, you know, I'm not saying I'm cheap, but Here, $55. Here's this. What if you, what if you weren't, uh, what if you don't celebrate Christmas? People that don't celebrate Christmas that receive gifts, just accept the gift is what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm thinking. <laughs> If you don't accept if you don't accept the gift on Christmas and you just want to be like ah, I don't I don't celebrate Christmas Christmas then I don't know man I don't know what what to what to think I don't know man I feel like we're assholes man Whatever bro I think I thought that the kind thing is like you understand we don't need to get each other's gifts 
put those ten, fifteen dollars, twenty dollars back in your pocket. But can you imagine? Do these people walk around in their daily lives and gives give everyone that they know a card that says Merry Christmas? Can't you just say Merry exactly. Christmas? Exactly, exactly, man. Right. Exactly. That's yeah. my point. Like, if you if if somebody wanted to give you a gift out of the kindness of their heart because they want to say Merry Christmas to you, here's a gift card. Here's a bottle of wine. I like you, CT. You have done so much for me. Here's a bottle of wine. Merry Christmas. That's that's great. That's that's amazing. But to walk around handing Christmas cards like, oh, Merry Christmas. It doesn't make sense. To yeah. Me. Can you just say Merry Christmas? Man. Hey, buddy. Hey, CT. Merry Christmas, man. All right. Talk to you later. Real quick, if you're a coworker of mine that just so happened to stumble upon this RSS feed <laughs> and you you found our Instagram through my phone number because I think it's linked there, just know that I appreciate the card. I appreciate the bottle of wine. It's just I wasn't expecting it. And it, and I, for the whole day, I was thinking, like, fuck, man, should I have gotten them something? So I appreciate the gifts. I promise you that I'm not <laughs> talking bad on any of this. You want me to make um, this real uncomfortable right now, CT? Just Say yes please no. choose your words. Your wishes. Choose words wisely. Choose okay. your words wisely. And just know, because many of you who are probably listening do this, and you've probably sent me this, and I appreciate it. But I, I I don't understand the. Oh no! Don't I know where you're going with this? Should I stop? Nah, go ahead. Yeah, you can say. It. Okay, I'll have. A, I think I have a different opinion, but I don't understand the yearly christmas cards with the pictures of the of the kids and stuff oh yeah you lost me there. <laughs> are you with me here? i thought you were gonna say i thought you were gonna say i don't understand the yearly text around the holidays from people that you haven't spoken to like in a while i love the christmas cards with the kids what are you talking about all right you're an asshole you know that <laughs> wait <laughs> you don't love what? it get out of here i what i mean what's not to like like I see, not, I see your you, kids every day on Instagram, guys. Like, Oh, okay. That's what you're... Okay. I'm keeping up with them. I, I see them. I love those pictures. I love seeing, you know... I'm cutting this out. No, 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 man. <laughs> you you, you got to express yourself uh, when, you you know... I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with the, with the Christmas cards. I feel like such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, man. That's cool, bro. Next year, nobody's sending me shit, and I'm gonna feel like an asshole for saying it. You could anyone that does like sending them, send them to me. Aren't you gonna send one out of your kids? I never do, man. I never do. Ooh. Even like a like a text message. But why? Save I money. Don't, but I don't understand. Like, what's the point? For what? Because people like to see kids on the holidays. Like, it makes them feel happy. I don't know. Damn, man, I'm just, I, I must just be a fucking miserable human being. A Scrooge? Can we talk about, can we explore this a little further? Just kidding. Um, Like, if you want to see my kids, get just go on Instagram. There's a picture of my kids from today up there. They want to, they want to. No, but I mean. My daughter learned about Hanukkah, Hanukkah, so she wanted to learn more about it. So we're we're celebrating Hanukkah this year, just to learn more about it. We're not Jewish. We're just trying it out. You're not Jewish, and but you guys celebrated Hanukkah. Yeah, just like like there are Jews out there that have Christmas trees and they say Merry Christmas and they celebrate Christmas. So we're we're just mm-hmm. learning about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Fuck it. Hey, lighting the candles. Here's here's a quick question. What is something that you enjoy seeing 
on Instagram that I enjoy seeing. I, I enjoy keeping up with people that, that I've lost touch with or like, you know, we have cousins that have kids that I don't get to see that often. I love seeing them on Instagram, seeing them grow, you know, seeing them start a new chapter in their lives, so on and so forth. That's probably my favorite part of Instagram is just keeping up with people and staying in touch with people that it's hard to stay in touch that are hard to stay in touch with. And I'm one of those people. I'm, I'm hard to stay in touch with. I, I acknowledge that. So I'm one of those people. I hope that people probably follow me because they want to stay in touch and see, you know, what's going on in my life. All right, cool. So let's say hypothetically that I'm into seeing this one fitness model that wears tights and, you know, I just love seeing her upload pictures of her workouts or whatever. Hypothetically, Every day yes. she... Well, not really hypothetically, but yeah, sure. Yeah, I did say hypothetically. We're going to stick with the hypothetical <laughs> situation here. Uh, every day she'll upload a, vid- a, a picture or something showing off the gains or like showing her workout. And every day it's pretty much the same type of content, but in like a new light. It's like a different picture. So I imagine people showing their kids off in like a picture with Santa Claus that people aren't normally seeing is just another way to give them like what they want. In a way. You're right, man. I'm horrible. I'm just a terrible human being. And I'm not saying that yeah. to be a, a Debbie Downer. I, I acknowledge that I'm an asshole. And I should probably do Christmas cards and send them out because people like receiving things. And when they open people it, like, it'll bring a smile people, to their faces. If people see pictures of your kids and go nuts, like, oh, my God, how adorable, how this and that, they would appreciate a, a, a Christmas card with your kids dressed up like in red and red and green, you know, and maybe opening up some presents or maybe with Santa Claus, but don't do, just don't do it if you don't want to do it. Okay. So you want, I went to see Star to Wars some... yes last night. Oh, you did? I did. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. What is this? The is this the second one? Uh, this wow! How dare you? This is part nine ct of the saga part nine so the no, first the first i meant three, like yeah yeah i meant like second of the new trilogy no this is the third this is the last and final the final chapter of the whole of the whole saga oh sure I'm well a- no they, they still have spinoffs like there was the mandalorian on disney plus which is fucking amazing by the way um there was rogue one there was the solo movie so there's gonna be spinoffs and stuff but in terms of this storyline here it's over. This was the last chapter. There was a, there was a solo movie. Yeah, there was a, a Han Solo, but it you know it was like the origin story of Solo. It's called Solo. That that movie probably sucked. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It wasn't my favorite, but it wasn't that bad. Um, but it, Rise of, just I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine them taking an iconic character, Harrison Ford's iconic character, and like using somebody else. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's yeah. a good point. I mean, but anyways, man, sorry. Finish, finish your thought. Um, Rise of Skywalker, it was good, man. I really liked it. Uh, I feel like they tied everything up really nicely. Um, some cameos were in it. Some some recurring characters returned, which was good. Um, you see this one recurring character in particular on the poster, but Lando comes back for this this chapter. You probably don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but um. Lando. He's, he's in it. Um, and like I said, they tied it up nicely. The problem that I had with it is that I feel like they had a lot of story to tell and they tried to make it as like 
appealing as possible. So it was, it was a two and a half hour movie, but it didn't feel like it. It went by really fast, but a lot of shit happened in that two and a half hours. Like I kind of wish that they had just gone Irishman on it and just said, fuck it. Let's make this thing three and a half hours and let's just <laughs> let the story unfold. Because to be honest, the whole movie was entertaining. My wife hates long ass movies. And she was like, wow, that went by pretty quick. And she's not a Star Wars fan. Um, so that that's the only critique I have about it. A lot of shit went down in this movie, so it can get confusing. And you're like, "What the fuck? Like, what? What's happening here?" Like, um, who's, who's Lando? Lando is in part. So if you watch the original tri- trilogy, parts four, five, and six, he's uh he plays a, a big role in it. He's he's primarily Solo's Han Solo's dude. He's the black guy. What's his name in real life? Wow. Oh, I, I know, I know, I know who his character is. Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> so Han Solo doesn't come back, and on on the first one he does, but not on the la- the, the second one, right? I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, he probably dies. Um, don't say, I, don't finish that sentence. Don't finish that sentence. <laughs> what I do, what I do want to say is, and this is kind of in relation to the Irishman, because I love the Irishman. I really like that movie. I actually watched it twice, if you can believe it. A three and a half hour movie. I watched it two times. One time straightforward. The second time, kind of broken up. Um, you know, like in like in little clips or whatever. And yeah. while I really like the movie, I hated the CGI technology that they used on it. Like the but this was the, the most expensive movie that Martin Scorsese's ever made. Because of that CGI technology that was supposed to make Robert De Niro look younger, but he did not look younger at all. Um, In Star Wars, in this movie of Star Wars, they actually did like a flashback scene where where Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker are like training as, you know, like Jedi, you know, the saber fighting or whatever. And it was it was a CGI recreation and they looked exactly the same as they did when they were younger. Why couldn't Martin Scorsese do some shit like that? You know what I'm saying? You know what it is? You know what it is sometimes is that you know how like you can fly through JetBlue or like American Airlines or Delta? Yeah. I feel like there's different companies for the same thing like CGI. And then I feel like there's obviously different people that can render the effects for you. So what I think is, is that they probably had an expensive version of the CGI, but maybe the person doing it didn't wasn't the best, or maybe they had the most expensive version, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was the best version. You know, like maybe what's a good example? Like, um, like a, there's products out, like Beats headphones, right? Beats yeah. headphones are the most expensive headphones at one point, but they weren't never the best quality headphones that you can get. So it could just be a combination of that. Like sometimes I think like. When they're when they're looking for funding for all these things and they make the decisions of what they want to use, they maybe they had the wrong person in place That's to us. make these decisions. You That's know? too bad. Not only that, but uh, Carrie Fisher, who plays Princess Leia, she's not Princess Leia in these movies. She's just Leia or whatever. Um, she she passed away like three years ago, and I, I don't I don't what? I don't believe that they filmed this movie because it's, it's different directors. J.J. Abrams directed this one. Ryan Johnson. Uh, directed the the second one so and and they whatever technology they used it looked just like her it looked like she was there in this movie um wow which is fucking incredible but and and i heard they're making a movie i think i think it's elvis maybe i may be making that up 
where they're using CGI technology to make it look like it's actually Elvis or whoever the fuck it is. I don't remember who it, who it is. And it, apparently it's really this good. This could be this could be some new territory. Like, are we getting rid of like actors now? Like, no, it's not Elvis. CGI it's, could... it's um, it was James Dean. They're doing a James Dean movie, and they're gonna have James Dean and CGI. But the thing is, with with CGI technology, it is actors. It's just a lot of movements and stuff. Like, like it's the actors wearing a green suit with a whole bunch of little sensors and shit, and then the person behind the computer makes makes it look like whoever it is they're supposed to make it look like. Well, yeah, but isn't part of acting like the way your face looks? I guess so. Like, isn't like someone's facial expression when they're when they just receive some bad news? Isn't that part of it? Sure. <laughs> so how? So now is the CGI person supposed to be like doing the expressions you know, and everything? It's like video games, isn't that how they do it in video games? Well, yeah, but I can tell when a video game is fake because it's a video game. What I'm what I'm saying is, is it, isn't it always going to be limited to are we just going to accept that? Oh, it looks like him. So this I'm I'm already going to accept that this is what, it, you know, the best this movie could have been. Yeah. Or can they have just gotten an actor that was a good actor that looks kind of like him, you know, to tell the story in a different way? I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> James so, Dean reborn in CGI for Vietnam War action drama. So it's James Dean playing James Dean in a movie? That's a good question. Like when it comes out, is it going to be, oh, James Dean starring in this movie or whatever? I don't know. I don't know, man. Right? Because I mean, why stop? Why stop? Why stop there and do a movie about James Dean? Why not put James Dean in, a, in like, you know, like a new role? Yeah. Anyways, guys, I wanted to touch on sports just a little bit, just a little bit in this Welcome to the Show podcast. Uh, Hee-Joon Ryu to the Jays, yeah. four years, $80 million. Facts. What do you think about that? These are facts. I think it's, I mean, it's a good move, good move for the for the Jays, man. Good for them. They, they got a decent pitcher, a guy who doesn't walk many batters. Um, super low ERA over the last two seasons. Pitches to contact, which is good. Um, I'm worried about him pitching in a dome. Um, but what I think that? it's a good. What move. is it about the? What is the? What is it about the dome? I, I forgot. Just it's a controlled environment. It's not like you know, balls fly out of Toronto out of that field, and it's. Mm. I believe they have to, turf. I don't think they have grass. Um, yeah. So a lot of balls fly through that infield. So I don't know if his numbers are going to look exactly the same. He's moving to the American League. There's a DH in the American League. Um, I kind of thought the Dodgers were going to stay with him because they, they struck out so badly this offseason. I feel like they kind of needed somebody like him. Um, but I guess not. You know what I'm so surprised what you're saying about? Is don't take. Yeah, go ahead. You're saying don't take a chance drafting Ryu high in your in your fantasy baseball team. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying that. <clears throat> because you're listening. Um, no, I wouldn't take him like in the first, first or second or third round for sure. He's oh yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, but he's like a mid middle of the road type of guy for sure. I think so. Hmm. Hmm. He's like your 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 B tier, C tier maybe pitchers in, in fantasy. C tier, C tier. <laughs> wow. I don't know about that one. We'll we'll have to revisit this in season three, but. 
What were you? What are you? What are you surprised about? The Chicago White Sox signed Dallas Keuchel and Gio Gonzalez. Which what surprised me about it is that I think it's kind of a smart move for the Chicago White Sox because that is the windy city. City. I think that a lot of home runs can get hit out of that ballpark, and Dallas Keuchel and Gio Gonzalez are ground ball pitchers. And I don't know why another team mm-hmm. didn't kind of uh, <clears throat> capitalize on that because you know. There, Gio Gonzalez maybe not so much, but Dallas Keuchel proved that he's still a pretty good pitcher with the Braves. Yeah, um, he's effective. He's effective, and we know that people are trying to hit home runs. So why not go out there and try to get two ground ball pitchers? And the, and the Chicago White Sox have two in their rotation now. Yeah, you're right. Just me though. Um, Dallas Keuchel C tier or B tier? I'm gonna put him in the B tier. Really, Dallas Keuchel, DK. Yeah, C tier. Put him in the B tier. Okay. Um, I wanted <laughs> to really quickly touch on how the NBA is trying to shove this LeBron versus Kawhi rivalry down our throats. Yep. Bleacher Report front page. Yeah. To quote this: Don't see them going out to dinner. End quote. Ooh. Like, do I give a fuck, man? Like, do I, I care? care? Does anybody come? Does anybody compare to LeBron? Was there ever time? was there ever a real LeBron James Kawhi Leonard rivalry? I don't think so, but it, there could have been one if if LeBron if you know if Kawhi stayed in the Spurs and played out his career, maybe. But I do remember there being a lot of like comparisons to how Kawhi was like a legit two way player on the mm-hmm. Spurs, and they did beat the Heat when when LeBron was on the Heat. But I don't, I still don't get that like. Jordan versus, you know, Reggie Miller vibe or like Jordan versus God, Clyde Drexler type of shit or like Jordan versus Magic, Jordan versus Bird, even though they weren't direct rivals. They just crossed paths like yeah. in, in the beginning of his career. But I don't know. You know, I don't I don't know, man. It's, I it's feel weird. like it, it's, I feel like this is the NBA trying to drum up some drama to get viewership because let's be honest i don't know how many of you out there watch the nba in the regular season but the, i mean and i don't know what the ratings are in the regular season but for me the nba and I, I'm, a, I'm a knicks fan too so maybe that's why um i don't watch i barely watch the nba in the regular season because my team isn't playing for anything and i feel like the nba doesn't really start until the postseason the postseason is so fucking long it's like a season in in and of itself Maybe this has something it's to all do. About the do the Lakers and the Clippers still play in the same building? They do, right? Yeah, they still do. Maybe that's what it is. They're trying to create a LA, LA same building rivalry type shit. Yeah, but unless I see Kawhi Leonard go out on the floor against LeBron, post him up, shoot it in his eye, and then turn around and be like, "Yeah, bitch, like this is my fucking city." Yeah. Then I don't <laughs> care. Then it's like I don't care about this. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> about this article. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's just uh, a man. rating. Uh, uh, what do you call that? A clickbait. Which I'm not gonna lie, CT. I've engaged yeah. in clickbait before. And called to the pen this weekend. I wrote an article about a trade. I, I, I called it near. It's a, the Yankees a trade. An offer the Cleveland Indians can't refuse for Francisco Lindor, and I got fucking trashed for the article, but it got a ton of clicks. What, so what what was the article? I'm sorry. <laughs> it was an offer the Yankees can make the Indians that they can't refuse for Francisco Lindor, in my opinion. And and the offer was what? this. And let me let me see what you think. The offer was Miguel Andujar, Clint Frazier, Davy Garcia, and they they can choose from another prospect either. 
Luis Gill or Al- uh, Alberto Abreu. So a four so, for one trade. You're getting Andujar, runner up to Rookie of the Year award. Clint Fraser, who proved that he can hit in the big leagues, maybe not the best defensive outfielder. You're getting Davey Garcia, who's drawing comparisons to Pedro Martinez, which I think is exaggerated in my opinion. But either way, clearly he's a decent pitcher. He skyrocketed through the minors last year. And then you get another top prospect from the Yankees in Albert Abreu or Luis Gill. So uh, Lindor, is he he's on his last year or is he like another year and a half left? I think he has two more years. I think they're guess they're thinking he's going to get somewhere around seventeen to twenty million dollars this year in arbitration. So yeah, I, I would ma- I would make that trade, but also you don't know what a Miguel Andujar is actually going to be like, right? Right. We still don't know if that rookie season was a fluke. Clint Frazier, I think, is a great prospect, or if he's still considered a prospect, I think he's a good trade piece. But he also kind of lost a little bit of that, you know, fire, I guess, towards towards the end of the season when he got sent back down. Yeah. When some people started coming back and then he came back and didn't really do much. Uh, Davey Garcia, heard him heard about him for the first time last season. And I never even heard of these other two prospects that you're talking about. So, yeah, I think if they're looking for pieces, that is a good trade for them to take. But I also see I could also see them turning that down. So it would would make your article false in the sense that yes, they they can refuse that offer. What was funny was that it was primarily Yankees fans, clearly. I'm a Yankees fan guys, so don't take this the wrong way. But Yankees fans overhype their prospects sometimes. And they're like, oh we're giving them too much for these guys. I'm like, you don't even know what David Garcia is going to turn out to be. Like he may, you know, Chance Adams was a top prospect for us, and he we just traded him for nothing to the Kansas City Royals today because, you know, he's not who we thought he was. So you know, we have Garrett Cole for nine years. We have uh, Luis Severino for another seven years at least. That's your top two starters right there. The rest of the rotation is Masahiro Tanaka. Who else? Uh, J. Hap. Um, Domingo Herman is another young pitcher that we have in our system. Like Paxton, Paxton, you know, is still controllable. So I'm not saying I don't want to see Davey Garcia up here, but what I'm trying to say is that at this point right now, and I'm thinking in the now because I want to win the World Series, is he's kind of negligible at this point. I feel like as soon as we got Garrett Cole, the, the game plan changed a little bit. Now you have to win. It's a win-now situation. Yeah, we're, we're looking at a – yeah, so now that I'm looking at Lindor's career, like, on baseball reference i don't even think that's enough so i'm surprised yankee fans were saying that that's too much because this guy is he's a beast 15th in mvp voting sixth the year before fifth the year nine nine the year before second in rookie of the year gold glove silver slugger he's a beast like and he's 25 he's a beast so he's a fucking beast this guy's gonna get this guy's gonna get um in my opinion when he goes into free agency he's gonna get uh, why am I why am I drawing a fucking blank? Uh, Anthony Rendon type money. He's gonna get thirty plus million dollars. The biggest contract for a shortstop, probably. Fuck yeah, I would. I mean, look look at his yeah. numbers. This is you know, it's yep. not a rod, but it's a rod. It's close to a rod type numbers, and a rod was on steroids. I'll take it. I'll take this <laughs> this type of production. And he's a fucking Bro, elite, elite defensive uh shortstop to top it off. Keep it. I don't know if we talked about A-Rod three episodes ago, but we definitely talked about him last episode. Mm-hmm. We brought him up in this episode. That's two episodes in a row. I'm going to try to work in A-Rod the same way you work in the Yankees into every conversation. Let's do it. Sorry, I had, I had to say it. I'm going to try to work A-Rod into every conversation. I like A-Rod not too. forcing it. Not forcing it. Yeah, sure. Sure you do. <laughs> I'll believe it. I, I never wrote fan mail ever in my life. The only person I ever wrote fan mail to was Alex Rodriguez. 
What it? What did you write? I was a wee child. I wasn't a wee child. I was probably like I was probably like in co- in college around there. Twenty twenty eight. <laughs> <laughs> going through going through some life changes, and I don't know. Eating, I just related eating, eating pop tarts, <laughs> eating pop tarts, <laughs> sitting in front of the TV in your underwear, watching Quentin Tarantino movies. Oh my god! Wow, <laughs> writing fan mail to A Rod. Um, no, I I just I relate to A Rod because he's a Dominican American as we are. Um and I feel like he was getting a lot of shit um from a lot of fans. He was he he wasn't hated just in the Yankees. People hated Alex Rodriguez before he came to the Yankees. Um because they thought he was a tryhard and all this stuff. And and in a lot of ways he is, but understand why he's he's being a tryhard. Think about the situation he came from. His father abandoned him. He's he's kind of the provider for his family. He's a first generation American trying to set an example. I feel like I'm making excuses for the guy, but he doesn't know where to fit in. He doesn't know if he's he's a Dominican 100% or if he's an American guy 100%. He loves this game, which is entrenched in history that he loves so much, and he's he's struggling to find a way. And I, I felt like I went through that for a time period. Like, like I didn't know who I was. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever go through that? Mm, kind of, but not in the sense of like, am I Dominican or American? Is that is that what you're never went th- never went through? Um, am I a Dominican or an American? I don't think he did either. But I think it's trying to fit into to a culture that already exists as a person that doesn't necessarily relate to the culture that already exists. Does that make okay, any sense? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, that I understand. As far as questioning who I am, maybe if you if you consider questioning the future. Then that's probably it. But questioning man, maybe not. Um, look, I love A Rod, man. All right. <laughs> Can you? I love that man. Excuse me. Do you love A Rod? Yeah, I love him. I love him. L O V E. What? What? Wow. I don't care. All right. I love A Rod too, man. Believe me. I just wish yeah, he man. Didn't. I love that guy. Right. I, I kind of lost a little respect when I found out that he ratted out his own teammates. But I still love I the did guy. it, man. I, that's I the respect intensified for me. <laughs> Every member. No, I'm kidding. Those are just things that I got. Those are the kind of just things that I bury deep down inside. Yeah, and yeah. Wash it down with brown. Yeah, no, it's all good. When I, when I hear when I hear those type of claims. How did we get here, man? I don't know. We only were we're only supposed to record for a half hour. We're at minute forty ish. <laughs> yeah, two, I'm gonna ask you one one more question because I just saw this on Bleacher Report, and I've heard people talk okay. about this. In the past, perhaps we talked about this in the past, and I'm forgetting. The, an- the answer is yes, Manny. Maybe, but the, Marshawn the Bills, Lynch, the Bills, like, will, the Bills <laughs> will take care. The Bills will take care of business in the playoffs. Why, if you're Marshawn Lynch, why would you want to come back at this point? Yeah, didn't he retire twice? This this is the, the second Seahawks? retirement. I don't know, man. I don't understand athletes. Is he back? Am I missing something here? Or is it just people thinking like, oh, maybe the Seattle Seahawks would try to bring back Marshawn Lynch? Wasn't he on the Raiders? Right? He was on the he was on the Seahawks, he retired, came back with the Raiders, and I think he retired again, right? Yeah, but what I mean is like, was he officially retired this season? Like, let me see, did he play this season? He had he didn't play this season, so I guess we could consider that he probably did retire. I think he Why retired. would he come back? He's gonna be 30, 32, 33? He's thirty three. He's a and he's a beast, but I don't think I think people are expecting Marshawn Lynch to be Marsh, the Marshawn Lynch of the past. I don't think he's gonna be like that anymore. I mean, damn! In six games, 
last year for the Oakland Raiders, he only had 90 rush, rushing yards yeah, in six games. Oh, no, never mind. Yeah, rush. No, 90 rushes. Whoops. 376 yards. So that's 62 yard, an average of 62, 63 yards per game. That's not, that's better than his previous years, but not Marshawn Lynch. No. Prime, not, not prime Lynch. I just don't understand what, you know, I feel like I think football loves, I think football loves the story. They do, man. And and the Seattle Seahawks are, are fine in the, in the NFC. They're the best team in the NFC. They're okay. You're fine. But they did just lose, but they did just lose, um, this guy to uh, steroids. Oh, correct. Their number one receiver. But he's a receiver, so why aren't you looking for a receiver? Why don't you say, you know, fucking call him Brandy Moss then? You know what I mean? A retired football player. <laughs> Although he's older, he's much older. I understand that. But. No, they could probably call him like Chad Ochocinco yeah. or like maybe like uh, T.O. Those guys keep in shape, you know? Fuck. Damn. Not so, that I'm watching. Not like, that I'm watching, but. Let a guy be. Fuck. He retired. Let him Let him be retired for a second. Shit. There's got to there's gotta be a reason. Because he, he didn't just retire. I, I don't even think he finished out his contract with the Seahawks. Mm. You know, I think he chose like an early retirement instead of finishing it out with the Seahawks. And then that was 2015. And then he just comes back out of nowhere, 2017 with the Oakland Raiders. And I was like, what? Mm. Final thing. Rich Hill gets arrested. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Damn. So do you know what happened? I know he was at a Pats game. I glanced through the article. His wife was trying to bring in some bag into a game and it was too big. And they got they got into an altercation. With, I guess, security, and then he was, like, refusing to, I don't know, like, to, like, surrender himself to police or some shit. He was probably like, oh, you guys think you smart? You, you think yeah. you smart? <laughs> I'm Rich Hill, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go off on, like, uh, Goodwill Hunting yeah. stuff, but I, I don't remember how to quote that movie, man. They, there's a lot of dialogue pack, in that Pack movie. the cat in the habit yard. <laughs> no my <laughs> oh man you like apples how about them apples you motherfucker <laughs> my what's the guy says like my friend is wicked smart i put this whole town in my in my rear view that's from the town um let me see what's another good quote the departed has some good I like, quotes i like the movie uh the town the town is great I only saw it once, but I remember Ben Affleck, you know, being mad Boston. And that. That's a rewatchable, The Town, for sure. Yeah, I watched The Departed like six times. Oh, my God. The Departed is, gr- is amazing. Great. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a Departed line that I like quoting. Oh, uh, Jack Nicholson. Let me, let me try to do my best Jack Nicholson impersonation. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. That's a great line. That's from The Departed? The Departed. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a Leo DiCaprio line in that movie, but he's pretty on edge the whole time, yeah. so I don't want to just yell into the mic. Yeah, man. My theory on the feds is that if, they, if they're they like mushrooms, feed them shit and they keep, then keep them in the dack. So that's a Leo nope, line that's, from that movie? that's Dignum. That's Mark Wahlberg. It was probably the funniest. Oh, yeah, Dignum. Yeah. You know what part I thought was, I love that movie. This is the last thing I'm saying that we could end the episode, honestly. Okay. I love that movie. But one part that I feel like, God, they couldn't think of a better way to do this. 
was when he's meeting with the his boss, I guess, like the commissioner or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, and on the they're roof? in that like a band on the roof. Yeah. And he's like, get out of here or something. He's like, get out of here. And the guy's like, he and Leo's character leaves. The guys come up and he's like, got a light. And they're like, oh, we'll show you a light or something. And they, and they take him and throw him off the roof. Yeah. That got a light. That got a light. Uh, line i felt was super corny in that for that movie <laughs> well why did they meet in the top of that building i don't know right i mean i have no idea man but i think they were being followed so maybe that's what they thought was like but how did he get out of there how did how did these characters like save yourself like I'll, I'll i'll distract them like they he still had to leave the building well what happened what happened was uh matt damon's character figured out that the the head cop guy the captain was going to meet with the rat so he he tipped off Costello's guys he's meeting with the rat right now go to the building they're in this location they thought they were going to capture him there but because Leo DiCaprio's one of the guys he made pretend like oh shit I just got here guys you know or whatever and then you know Oh, and one of the guys saw that it was Leo, but he got shot, remember? And he was actually an undercover cop. Ah, uh, yes. He was he was a, a guy in from Costello's crew in the cops. Damn, that movie's good. Yeah. Fuck. That movie's fucking confusing. But I'm gonna have to watch that movie again. Anyways, guys, I th- I mean, you got anything else? No, nah, you motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just going to talk in a Boston accent for the rest of the episode. You cocksucker. All right. We're, we're going to try to f- officially keep this under one hour. Um, this is the official end to the second season of the Welcome to the Show podcast. I don't know what's going to happen in season three. I know that we're going to do the video component. We might be the Welcome to the Show podcast. We might not. Um, <laughs> rate and subscribe. Send this feed link episode whatever you're li- however you're listening to this send it to someone co-worker you know maybe a, a significant other maybe like your cousin i don't know do something share this shit subscribe rate five stars leave a nice comment or a shitty comment whatever we'll read it no leave a nice comment only nice comments please only five stars only I, nice I, comments I, I. yeah 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 it's the holidays word for christmas hey for christmas if you want to give the welcome to the show podcast a gift leave five star a five star rating and a beautiful review especially if you listen on apple Podcasts. that would be great okay nice i lost my boss uh, all right uh let's not repeat what we just said and let's just let's end this shit all right man peace out everybody peace what are you on your period (laughs) <laughs> that was when he ordered cranberry juice. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Peace. All right. <laughs>